Mic check one two one two. Mic check mic check one two. <clears throat> Don't put that in the intro. What's <laughs> already there? Shit. <laughs> she. 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 <laughs> Hey, welcome to episode 54 of Front Seat Gamer. I'm Nick. I'm here with Severn. Hey, Nick. And Blake. What's up? How's it going, guys? It's going good, Nick. It's been a... <laughs> you sound, sound weird there. Um, yeah, I'm talking through my teeth. Right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he's he's gritting his teeth. He's getting ready. <laughs> this, this might get heated because... No, I, I don't think it will. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, <laughs> I'll see if I can get it heated. Um, mm. uh, we were talking just before we started about... Let's be... A big week for games, right? Horizon Zero Dawn came out. Zelda yep. came out. Mm-hmm. Switch came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we launched our uh, Legacy League yep. last Saturday. Uh, there was also GDC. GDC, some, that, some, that was pretty cool, cool yeah. I, I hear. Uh, I before we really get into it, does it, did anybody really hear anything big from GDC? Like I, I don't think there were any major announcements, uh, at least... Of, if there were, I didn't see any or no, hear any. Neither. But, um, I read something about Hello Games, but they kind of. Oh, something about Hello Games. <laughs> uh, they they released their new uh, their their latest update. Yeah, they've also got like a a funding thing for like procedural stuff. Oh, really? There's an article on Game Future. That's all I say about it. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> they won an award for most innovative something, and okay. and then the thing is like they innovative were at GDC. Marketing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> best marketing. Um, no, they won an award for like you know most innovative or whatever. But uh, they didn't. They were at GDC and they didn't expect to win. You know, especially after their uh, terrible launch thing. So they were all just hanging out in their hotel room when uh, they got this text saying like, "Hey, you guys have won. You should probably head down to the actual stage." Wow. Thing. And they're like, "Oh, oh, cool." So did they do a speech? No, we, uh, Tim Schafer, I think, accepted, accepted it for them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna have someone accept your award, Tim Schafer's about as good as you it's can get. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, well. Normally, we don't super talk about game news very much on this because, like, I mean, we we talk a little bit about it, but we don't like we we're not at least I'm not a super avid. No, we we just talk about the stuff that 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 piques our interest. Yeah, yeah. whenever you know, I find stuff interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but this week we're talking about news because like the newest, biggest games in quite a while have come out, and two of us have played at least one of them each. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing Zelda. Yep. Uh, and some friends been playing. A little bit of Horizon. Horizon. When you say a little bit, let's let's put that in hours. How many hours have you played? Maybe two. That is a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about it? Not really. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I'm I'm enjoying it. I okay. guess it, it's a video game. Let's um, talk about. So I I've been in the past sort of vocally critical about what I felt were like uh, flaws or things that were overlooked or or like. Weird game design decisions in terms of like how to theme a weapon or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, for example, the rope gun thing. Oh, that's right. You took a re- you had a real, real problem di- with I, the rope gun. I didn't like it, uh, and I stand you just by that. You just didn't like that it didn't act like a real rope. Yes, because that it just pinned them no matter what direction the rope was in. Right, which is to me silly because you've you've themed it around something that's going to be like physics based. Mm-hmm. You're expecting it to lasso people. Or, or whatever it is to like the object that you place it on 
but it just sort of creates a, a um, an area of tension around wherever mm. they're standing, regardless of where the base of the rope is, right? Mm. It's just weird, right? I it's, feel like uh, if it were if it were like a, a chain that wraps around the monster, yeah, or you know, almost anything else. Well, I think I remember saying like, man, if there was just some like like you know electrical particle effects on that rope, then yeah. you could be like, oh, it's a it's sci-fi rope, and yeah. <laughs> it's it's acting in a weird way. Yeah. You know, yeah, but um, it's just a rope. But it, it, like, I think you can give some things a pass like that because you can just say, "Well, it's video game logic," and the rest of the game looks pretty fantastic. So I'm okay with this, like, one yes. rope not acting like a rope. But it, it was like in, in all the demos we had seen up to that point, mm-hmm. that was like the that was the the most featured weapon. Yeah, kind of, and kind of and it was. didn't behave the way you would expect. Yeah. So to me, that was like. That was an ill omen. Um, <laughs> and, and then there was like a, uh, a scene where the main character is talking to some random dude. And the dialogue I just hated. <laughs> oh, that's right. I yeah. just hated it so much. I, I I remember I watched it again like at work. And I yeah. sent a link to Eric and said, look at this bad dialogue. It doesn't ma- Why are they saying these things the way they're saying them? Mm-hmm. Um, why is she telling us that she doesn't run away from a fight? Is just it, yeah, just but, don't yeah, run away no, from a fight. I mean, like, I that's can, how you communicate no, that. You, they're telling you that that guy is not telling the woman that he's telling the player that to be like this yes. is what the world is, and the woman is telling that guy that she's actually telling the player that to yes. be like here's what my character is like. Yes, that's exactly the problem I have with it. Is it's, <laughs> it's really lazy. It's like um, I'm it's, very brave. Oh well, I'm very scared. It's that thing of, <laughs> that you see in like some uh, not so great like TV shows on the first episode where someone will come along and be like. Yep. I'd be like, dude, as my as your best friend since high school, I know you yes. more than anyone, and you're yeah. acting weird. It's got, it's expository. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, uh, it's it's just telling you the information you need to know to understand the broader story. Yeah. As opposed to like seamlessly working it in, and you just picking it up. As, yeah, as yeah. You're watching it. So, um, I found that kind of dumb, and um, but people love this game. It's it's been very very well. Um, it looks gorgeous. The graphically, that game is is astounding. Um, yep, it, it it does look pretty good. I have issues with it. I, I never really care about story. Um, a lot of people um, are really hung up on this poor lip syncing, right? Uh, oh, I've heard like around something about facial man- uh, inconsistent facial animations or yep. something like that. Di- dialogue is... It's just garbage. Like, there, there are really bad parts about this game. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing it for these reasons. Look at those goddamn clouds. Yep, those clouds <laughs> are pretty so, great. You're um, playing it for the clouds. I'm playing not the dinosaurs. Not the robot dinosaurs. <laughs> but I, I just want to... It's a modern video game. I'm playing it to see how a modern video game looks. Have you been enjoying it, though? Uh, yep. Yep. It's, it's okay. How, where does it rank? <laughs> I haven't played enough of it yet. Oh, okay. So I, can, I, I don't feel like I can, I can comment. But I can say that, yes, there's some garbage physics in that thing. Um, Interesting. Physics? Yep. Um, now, there, tell, tell a me guy, a little more about that. There's a guy with a beard. Um... And a cape. The yep. the beard is just, uh, it's it's going through his freaking chest uh, half the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's doing a bunch of that. Necklaces are going through chest. Dude, a guy. That's, that's that's Witcher quality, yeah, right? There. I've yeah, seen I see that in Witcher all the time. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Um, because you wonder how much like joints they have, or if they try to animate it, because it's quite a big feature on this one guy. Hmm. I uh, always find it weird when there's like stuff like that. That is so obvious because the cat, like, if you're dealing with a character that you know you see in those like 
conversational cutscenes and you see them up close mm. and there's stuff intersecting and acting weird and there's is distracting. I don't know how that makes it past, you know, uh, QA or something, you know? Yeah. Like just, you know, just fudge some verts around <laughs> so it's not intersecting. I, I, just, yeah, I don't you know. understand why they couldn't animate it. Mm. Um, I, I would guess it, I mean, it could, correct me if I'm wrong, but this sounds like more, probably a time constraint issue, right? Maybe. Like, it probably is. Like, there's probably too many But you remember, they're, they're like, like animating this guy's face to, yep. to talk as yeah. well. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and the guy's goatee is probably... Just rigid. 10% of that frame. Right. Yeah. You know? um, Maybe the beard was added later. The physics is garbage. I was telling Blake the walk cycles uh, in one of the early, in one of the first, like, follow tutorial missions the the guys just got a really janky walk cycle oh weird um yeah th- those are the things bothering me about this game but uh models textures they, they look cool so in terms you, you're you're really assessing this from a technical standpoint um, you, you, yeah. and, and not just right. in terms of like the actual technology behind like making volumetric clouds but also like the techniques in uh animating the beards and stuff like that um uh have you paid attention to much to like um gameplay oddities or anything like that like, oh yeah what, the, what, what do you think about the gameplay this is one thing ryan at work pointed out he was on the podcast a little while ago um it's cool to have like a resource there's like a currency exchange going into your um like hunting animals or whatever uh-huh so you'll just go around and you'll have to craft your own arrows and things like that sure um and it may take you say like five three bows oh sorry three arrows to actually take down a watcher, one of these little raptor things. Sure. But it takes you, you know, some resources to actually craft those arrows. Yeah. And and so there's this this trade and, and you actually have to keep your eye on whether or not going up against a certain enemy, you know, you could come out of it in, in, a, a, in a worse position. Right. Yeah. An economic loss because you've invested those arrows or something like that in, in the fight. Yeah. But the cost of making those arrows uh, doesn't it, it over outweighs the value that you get from that fight? Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Um. So, so that was kind of cool. So it's interesting you say that, um, because there's a similar thing going on in Zelda. Um, I will off the bat say, I love this Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's mm-hmm. the it's it might be the best game I've ever played. We just watched a clip before. There yes. was some cool stuff in there. Yeah. So the clip we watched uh, was a YouTuber called Donkey just kind of screwing around. Um, doing like funny physics stuff and mm-hmm. um, you can do all of that stuff but uh, beyond that the game systems are so sound and the world is so dense with things to do and the characters are so thoroughly thought out that like I I am regularly blown away by just the random things I find literally every five minutes so like I, I I'm playing this and my girlfriend's in the same room and um I keep going, oh, my God, you have to see this thing, like, literally every five minutes. And I'm to the point where I'm worried that she's, like, getting really annoyed <laughs> because I'm so excited for everything all the time. Um, but the, there is a similar uh, sort of resource trade-off there. Um, in if you've played a Zelda game before, I'm sure, if you've paid any attention to this, you probably have heard, like, unlike normal Zelda games where you slowly build up an arsenal of items and weapons and uh, that allows you to reach more areas and do more things. Um, in Breath of the Wild, you get your main tools really, really quickly. Like, you get, like, the, the, the four powers or whatever it is um, within, like, an hour or two of, of, of playing. And then that's 
that's it in terms of things that help you unlock new areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of the time you just have to use those tools in creative ways to progress through the game. Um, and your sword, your weaponry, uh, unlike previous Zelda games where you have like your master sword or whatever, and it just you once you have it, you have it, and everything's great. Um, your weaponry has durability, and if it breaks, it's gone, and you can't really repair it. So you are constantly cycling through items and weapons, um, just because there's no other way. Like if you're in a fight and you're hitting something with a mace, and that mace breaks and you don't have any other weapons, you better start running f- to find a new weapon, or you better find like a creative way to defeat whatever you're fighting, or you better just run away from the fight because you're just you're nothing to fight with. Um, so you can't repair your weapon at all? No. Everything everything has like uh, some sort of durability. Some of them are like quite tough. Yeah. You might find like a, a royal halberd or something mm-hmm. like that, which is like... A, a pretty good weapon yeah deals decent damage and lasts quite a while okay um but you also might find like a, a dragon bone bokoblin mace or something like that which is like hits d- does quite a lot of damage but breaks in pretty hmm. a, a few hits and so then you sort of assess okay i'm fighting this um i'm, I'm fighting this this normal bokoblin and uh i have these really good weapons but i also have this like crappy stick right um, I'm going to use the stick for this fight because okay. um, I can hit him. I, I can take him down like five, six hits, and if the stick breaks, it's no big loss. And then I, I can swap that stick out for whatever he's carrying. So mm. there's an upgrade mechanic there. But if I use this this weapon that has, deals like a huge amount of damage, um, You're using I, I, might, I might hit him. And... I might kill him in one hit. Yeah. But that that hit uh, could have been better spent on a much tougher enemy, basically. Mm. Um, and there's the same like this happens with. Uh, all of your melee weapons, all of your bows, and all of your shields, hmm. and then uh, arrows are obviously a resource as well. Is there any crafting? Are you crafting weapons or anything like that? If there, I think there is. I haven't reached it yet. The game is enormous. Um, I have I played it probably a good twelve hours on the the weekend that I got it, and then I I played it probably two hours every night since, and I would guess I'm less than a third of the way through. Mm. Um, and I've found a bunch of villages that I literally haven't talked to anybody in. Oh, wow. Um, because there's just, once I start talking to people, there's just endless quests mm. and interactions and that's cool. cool. Stuff. That, that's cool too, because, uh, all the, all the videos I've seen of it have, haven't shown any villages yeah. or anything. It's just been out in the, in the grassland, yeah. like killing yeah. those goblin dudes. The grass, like the, the open world stuff is super fun and there's just always stuff to do. So like footage of that is, is always entertaining. The towns are um, more structured, mm-hmm. um, and you can do wacky stuff in the towns as well. But like, um, there's no enemies around, so right. doing the wacky stuff is more or less pointless. How big are the towns? Um, they vary in size. Are there's... they the ones with like walls? You know, like walled off, like you know, um, town wall type thing, like with a big gate, that sort of thing. Or is it just like a few there... houses? So I reached one last night called the Gerudo City, and that one is walled, and okay. they don't let men in. <laughs> that's weird um, yeah the, well the gerudo race has uh, a different word for men and women yeah and um and the their sacred city is for women only oh wow um and i if i remember correctly like it's only like ever one man born every seven years or something like that oh man um, lucky guy <laughs> <laughs> well i think in ocarina of time that one man is it was ganondorf oh he, he was real he bad. is pretty lucky yeah um <laughs> 
Uh, so how are you going to get into the city? So, well, right now, uh, I don't want to tell you that this is spoiler stuff. Anyway, <laughs> um, there, there's a way. I'm, I'm working yep. on it. Okay. Um, but yeah, that that one's a walled city. But there's like places like Kakariko Village, which is sort of nestled in a uh, between these like mountains, okay. sort of like in a valley. And um, there's like Hateno Village, which is sort of up a hill. Like it's sort of this, the the village sort of stretches up a hill. Hmm. And then, like halfway up the hill, the village sort of thins out, and you can keep going. And there's a giant research center. Not giant. There's a research center up at the very top of the hill. Does um, it feel like a living kind of world with like oh, uh, yeah. NPCs traveling between towns or yeah. anything like that? Yes. Um, it's not like any NPC can be traveling anywhere, but yeah. like you'll 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 be walking around in the woods, and you'll come across some NPCs who are like foraging for truffles. Cool. And um or like you'll you'll find merchants who are just walking between the cities. That's cool. Yeah. Um and sometimes you'll find the same character in in different places, like they're traveling around as well. Uh, cool. Um and they'll recognize you and they'll they'll update you on what they've been doing and stuff. Um all the characters are so well written and so thoroughly thought out and mm. uh they've got so many different states for their for their like what what they're doing like if you if you walk into someone's house and they're asleep and you wake them up they'll comment on on the fact that you've just woken them up hmm. and if you wait until they wake up naturally and they're like walking to the field to till some pumpkins or whatever you can talk to them and they'll talk about the fact that they're on their way to work oh cool and then you can talk to them in the field and they'll talk about their work yeah and then you can talk about talk to them on their way back home and they'll talk about something different and then they'll talk about some annoying guy that keeps following them yeah. around trying to talk to them well maybe like i i <laughs> I have there's so many different things I keep discovering. It's yeah. so crazy. Like the the depth just within like character dialogue right. is ridiculous. I talked to one there's a there's a girl in, in Kakariko Village who like kind of clearly has a crush on you. Yep. And she so followed her around and kept asking well, her what she was doing. She's like, Oh, it's so nice to see you. How are you doing? And then like I, I go into her grandmother's house and she's like cleaning the floor and I talk to her and she's like, Oh, don't walk up on me and startle me like that. I'm so sorry, but and then like I start flirting with her and accidentally and she, she mentions a birthmark and then you get the option to like ask where the birthmark is. Oh yeah. Here and we go. And she'll be like, Oh, it's, um, it's, well, it's, uh, and the grandmother's like, change the subject. <laughs> We've got to change the subject. Link. Um, uh, so you got to wait till the grandma's not around to ask her about that. Link. Yeah. <laughs> I, now I see why you like this game so much. <laughs> it's, it's so great. Um, and there's just this running gag of like links, a hottie, like all these characters <laughs> just keep hitting on link. Yeah. That's so so wonderful. A game is so good. Um, I every time I'm like not playing it, I'm You're wishing I was playing? playing it. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> How are the temples? Okay, so they're the shrines. There's mm -hmm. these like uh, normal Zelda games, kind of like portals, right? You kind of get teleported into these things. No. Oh, that's your that's one of your beefs in mm -hmm. um, open world games, right? I saw a couple of them. You like unlock a like teleporter thing. Oh, there, there, and then you get transported into it. There's quick travel. Okay. Like, um, you can teleport to these locations after you've unlocked them. Okay. Um, which is really helpful because the game is like the world is huge, mm. and ridiculously, there's always stuff to do. You know, pretty much, no matter where you are, you're in line of sight of something crazy to do. Um, but being able to quick travel to the locations you found is very helpful if you if you're really like objective oriented. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get like j just from what you just said, like always in line of sight of of something crazy to do? Yeah. Um, does that ever feel like a sort of a Disneyland, like a fake world at at that no. point? No, no, um, 
that's what make uh, another thing that really impresses me is, is very rarely feels contrived. Hmm. So like I'll be walking, I'll be just because I want to, I'll climb to the top of a mountain, and I'll when I get to the top of the mountain, there's just going to be a bo- there's a, a little rock sitting there. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick up that rock because why is it here? That's that's really strange. And so I pick it up, and then like a little um, korok, which these little plant people. He, he appears and goes, hi, you found me. Here's, here's a seed. What the hell? And you're like, what? Awesome. So now you're turning over every rock that you see. That's, it, that's exactly right. And, and oh, I'll, I'll walk past some, some ruins. Yeah. And there's a well. And um, near the well, uh, there's like a boulder on a chain. Right. Oh, that's, that's, that's weird. weird. Yeah. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to put the boulder in the well. And then a core rock appears and he gives you a seed. And it's just like, there's all these little like, Subtle puzzles, yeah, like, that you don't know are you, puzzles really. Like, yeah, you're just like, oh, this is kind of an interesting yeah. thing. This this looks out of place, or this mm. looks um, just sort of, oh, I wonder what happens if I do this. Um, and lo and behold, this is like, like a, one of these secret mm. objectives that you. And there's hundreds of them. Um, That's cool because there's like there are a lot of open world games I've played where you'll find something like you know somewhere off in the environment like a i don't know an, an obelisk thing yeah or a, and and it's just there and you have no there's nothing no no interaction, no interaction with it yeah and you're just like oh that's weird maybe it's maybe it'll be a quest thing later on or something yeah. and then sometimes it is some and sometimes it's just something that an artist thought would be cool there yep. which is, is kind of cool i mean you don't have to know every single thing in the world but right it is you know it is nice to have a game where that kind of rewards you for exploring like that. Oh, it, I've never felt so rewarded for exploring. When I played, I, I used to play Rift. I played Rift um, shortly for a little while when it came out. It's an MMO. And the, my favorite thing about that game were these like exploration bonuses you'd get. You If you got to somewhere hard to get to, oh, yeah. you'd get this, you'd get like uh, a bonus. And Guild Wars 2 had it as well. I remember, um, I think Guild Wars 2 had these actual hidden yeah. like dungeons that were kind of, uh, they were they were more like a hidden area that didn't really like show itself on its, on the map, but you'd go there and it'll be a lot of like jumping puzzles yes. and things like that. Yeah. And there's always like good loot at the end. Um, but they were just completely side things and usually hidden away somewhere. And so you yeah. really had to look for them. Yeah. So, uh, the, I mean, in Zelda, there's like some kind of obvious ones and there's like some sort of subtler ones. And there's mm-hmm. ones that you really, you, you could very easily miss them. Yeah. Um, I'll give you an example. This may be a bit spoilery. It's not. It's not a story spoiler, but it's. It is like yeah. a, um, a quirky interaction thing. Um, I'm on the way to one of these villages, I'm passing under these gates, and um, I notice at the top of one of the gates, there's like some arrows sticking out. I'm like, oh, this is some cool storytelling. Someone was using the gate as target practice, and then um, I just went about, and and then I I came back to that game. I was like, you know what? I wonder if there's something to that. And so I shot an arrow. Yeah. At like the thing that was near the, where the arrows were oh, okay korok appears and i get a i get a bonus and it's just like is that another seed yeah these seeds i still is don't it know just what, seeds the, the, you just get, is that the reward for the everything Koroks are all seeds i don't know what the seeds are for yet <laughs> but i have 70 something of them now <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun can, can you plant them no i think they're basically a currency for something later okay but i have i just haven't got it got to that part yet um, um but i'm having so much like just finding them and collect them is so much fun yeah. Um, okay. But so to talk about these shrines that you mentioned, they you do go you you find these shrines, and um, you do go into a separate area. Like there's an elevator to the, to a lower area, so there's a load screen there. Um, there are very few load screens in the game, but the shrine, the shrines are where the load screens are most mm-hmm. of the time. 
Um, the only other times you get load screens are when you're quick traveling or when you die and you have to reload into a location. Gotcha. Um, but the shrines vary in size and complexity quite a lot. They can just be really simple. Uh, you enter a room and you fight a robot thing and mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty easy and, mm -hmm. and then you get your reward or whatever. Um, but then there's like ones that are really quite large and complex. Um, there was one where I, it was like a sequence of puzzles where I had to use the, the powers I had in interesting, interesting ways and in combination. Um, like I have to slide a thing to open up, to knock a ball into a door to open up the, the door. And then I have to stop, stop these spiked balls that are rolling all over the place. And then I have to light this thing on fire to set off another thing. And then I have to use a hammer to hit a thing. And there's just like all of these mini puzzles that end up kind of intertwining um, before I finally get my reward. Mm -hmm. And so they, they vary quite a lot. And they take the place of the normal Zelda dungeon style, which is where there's like a linear progression from dungeon to dungeon. You get an item, you complete all the puzzles that in some way probably involve the item you've got, you get your reward, and then you, you go to the next dungeon. Um, these are all nonlinear. You can go to any of them and do any of them at any point. That's cool. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, how's the water tech in that game? Um, they don't have, like, waves. Not, not like, cool waves. Not, like, GTA-style waves. Uh, yeah, n no one's really got good waves. Uh, but... GTA's got good waves. And we've actually... Are, we're we're getting some good waves. We've shown off our little. Well, with Horizon, we're making waves. We're making waves. We're making waves. Alex is making waves. <laughs> Alex yeah. is making waves. The um, Horizon water is complete garbage, man. Okay. It's like a guy's waving clear plastic or something <laughs> at one end, and it's like fixed at the other, and right. it's just like this glad wrappy cling huh. wrap, whatever. Yeah, it's 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 garbage, and your character doesn't get wet or anything. Okay. Does Link gets wet? Yeah. Um. Any like you. You get out of the lake and he's like dripping water and stuff. That's cool. Um, and the water's like not like ugly. It's just not like going out of its way to be super real realistic. Mm. I mean, um, it's cartoon water, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Just, I, no, I get it. Yeah, it's not even. I mean, it's it's not super cartoony either. It's got it, you can. It's got the transparency, and you can if if you look at it from different angles, it's got like distortions and stuff. Yeah. Um. So it's well, good there, looking. There's, it's no, just there's not... no visual signal in Horizon that your character is wet. Do you, do you see right. what I mean? Like, in Uncharted, it'll show you. It's kind of cool. Mm. But unless you, you kind of, like, do a barrel roll into a river and then run out the other end and you're just you're just bone dry. Right. <laughs> running out the other end. Yeah. There's yeah, no wavy. extra spec just put on them? Nothing, man. And, yes, yeah, some people have actually commented because uh, in the tutorial, there's some really weird funk with the skin wet shader. Oh, really? Uh, you'll see it. Yeah. It'll look really bad, and then you'll never see it again. Huh. Yeah. Um, so there is quirks like that. The The water in Zelda is, like, one of the only hazards you can't really directly deal with. Um, you, you can swim around on the surface of it. You can never dive underneath. Uh, and, and most of your interactions with water are as, like, I don't want to get in the water, or I need to get something out of the water. Mm-hmm. But you um, can't dive into the water and you, and get stuff. You can't swim around under the surface. Right. You can you can swim on the on the surface, and yeah. if there's fish nearby, you can grab them. It's like okay. uh, Grand Theft Auto Four. You can't dive underwater. I, thought... I, I don't think so. Uh, no, oh, isn't there four? scuba oh, diving? Oh, four. Oh, four. four. Yeah, yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that sounds yeah, yeah. familiar. Yeah. Um, but in five, you can you can totally swim around. Oh yeah, yeah. There are whales. Yeah. 
They're all whales? Yeah, man. Oh, man. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Apparently. Uh, I've only seen them in mods. I've never actually seen oh, them right. in the game. You can there's, go... a, there's a Yeti. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's a Bigfoot. Mm. Are you serious? Yeah. In Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. No, I don't believe you. There is. All right, Zelda? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, water, water is um, more there either as, like, a, a barrier or a hazard or as a tool. Mm. There's a, um, a spell called cry, Cryonis, um, which is the ability to, like, create frozen blocks of ice from any body of water, and then you can climb on it. And that includes waterfalls. So if there's a waterfall, you can create a frozen block of ice that's sticking out of the side of it, and then you can climb on it, and you oh, can wow. basically use them as ladders. You just keep making these blocks and climb that, that's cool. waterfalls slowly but, in, but surely. Um, the the freedom to do stuff in that game is just ridiculous. You know what what I got at, like looking back on what's happening with the video, with the video games. What what I feel mm-hmm. is um, open world games is where it's at, man. Yep. Do, would you agree? That's where it, that's definitely where uh, developers are all headed at the moment. Fuck yeah. Do you think it's it's like this? Uh, the the tech is just now is there now no, no, to no. allow for open world stuff. Like it's always been there. Um, I I mean, have you played Oblivion? No. Like they were doing some open world stuff, but man, there was it's pretty empty. Like I, mean, I, I would never, as well, right? I, yeah. I, oh, not not Oblivion. I mean Morrowind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they but they've been doing open world games since like the nineties. Mm. But I mean, you know, open world games. I think are hitting this mark where there's they know like the amount of stuff to put into an open world to make it fun. It's not just like yeah, we have an open world with like nothing between point a and point b yeah. you know mm. i think the 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 thing that we're now reaching is or the, the thing that's improving about open world part of it is like the tech right part of it is you can now make an open world that looks and feels real um because there's physics and because you know things react to wind or whatever um but part of it is people's design philosophies about open worlds have changed quite a lot and people are realizing that like on top of having the big points of interest, you need little interesting quirks to keep people interested in actually exploring and to make mm. the exploring fun. Yeah. Um, and I think there's no better show of that than the Zelda game right now. Like mm. this, I'm just blown away. Exploring is so much fun. There's this quick travel and I almost never use it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, but man, open worlds have been good for a while. Yeah, no, they. Like, they, I wouldn't they hold been, it to a, yeah. a single company standard. No, I, I, know? I'm just saying that they're they're sort of, I don't know. It's almost like it's a golden age of of open worlds. I think right now. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Where it's like, yeah, they're really good now. Yeah. Well, I've been wanting to see more, and I'm, you know, I like that Gorillas made the jump because mm. everyone's really positive about uh, Horizon. Yeah, dude. Uh, like. Just talking to people in the office that have been playing it, like I haven't heard like the 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 negative stuff has been like the minor things like lip sync and like some weird animations and stuff. Nothing about like bad gameplay or or like it's just not you know it's Feels boring good, or whatever. Man. It's, yeah. like she she stops when you when you stop moving that freaking joystick like on a T kind of thing. Yeah. Like um, you know certain games like Grand Theft Auto, there's there's that inertia. Yeah, that yeah. There's a slowdown in it. Yeah. yeah. So it's really hard to position them just right. Yeah. Um, do you think like how is she like how is her like animations and, and stuff like do you think all the focus was on her and less on other things uh, yeah most likely um, 
She's ha- good. How's her lip syncing? Garbage. And it's just parts. across the board. Dude, like, not th- great. Th- there's definitely like a cinematic lod, and then there's like a there's like a base game mod uh, lod. Yeah. And that one now, is now lod by, by lod you mean level of detail. That's exactly what I mean, okay. Nick. And yeah. it is garbage, man. Um, she can she <laughs> when you when you're so, when you're that when you're playing her. Yeah. Early on, she'll say, "Oh, I've got to look for some guy," and I kind of spun the camera around to actually just watch her face. Oh, right. You, and, can, um, you can do that. Yeah. Whoa. And uh, I was like, oh, her lips aren't even moving. This is You know shit. why? Because you're not supposed to be looking. <laughs> I, I was like, this is complete garbage. And I actually saw them, and it was like freaking ventriloquist doll oh, type. Oh, bad. Yeah, like, yeah. Opening, and I was like, oh, God. Like, but is that a case of like... What's going on here? Is, is that something like uh, you were in the third person, and then you're talking to someone... But then you swung the camera around to see if she was talking, right? It wasn't a cinematic. It was like in game. Yeah, you're playing as her. She's kind of just talking to herself. Oh, okay. And then you're just given a quest, and then yeah, I happened to swing the camera around and yeah, saw yeah. her freaking garbage. But I mean, thing. you can argue that like that's oh, a yeah. pretty rare thing to so swing is, but, around but and take it, a look what, at. What it means is that there there is a certain amount of joints on this character. Yep. But it means that the developers chose to only assign maybe one joint yeah. to that, to her jaw. Right, right. You know, and that's all she is capable of. But that's just in non-cutscene dialogue, right? Mm. In cutscene dialogue, it's different. Yeah, it is. Like when when it's the two talking heads or whatever, the, the Mass Effect style. Yep. The Lord Zero is uh, capable of better quality lip syncing. Mm. Lord Zero? What do you mean by L- like Lord Zero? Would zero. Be, yeah, Lord Zero is like the hero, the, the high... The highest quality level. Right. And then okay. every following number is, is lower. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, how much of this is also down to um, like the, the, the amount of dialogue? Because, for example, um, Skyrim had reasonably good lip syncing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was also a lot of dialogue in that game. Mm-hmm. So that makes it quite impressive. But Nick, people aren't animating it. There are... There are tools and plugins that, that sure. actually automate it. But someone's going in and touching it all up. Because there's always going to be problems. Very unlikely. Uh, I would be very surprised if there, if someone wasn't doing a not, pass on all those. Not all of it up, is what I'm saying. Like, people would touch some of it up, but there are You'd You'd fix up the examples. obvious flaws. Yeah. But so, there's, there's someone scrubbing through all of the dialogue and all of the an- associated animations and making sure that they're good enough. Sure. But um, in a game like Horizon... Do you think it was just like there wasn't enough manpower or Probably. wasn't enough time or they just they wanted to put the resources elsewhere or they just didn't care or whatever? Like what I yeah, I definitely think it was a resources thing. Um from what I heard about Gorilla, they outsourced a whole bunch of their art. Mm-hmm. A huge amount of it actually. We had a, a listener uh who did some art, right? I think so. Oh yeah, yes, we'll uh, after, after you uh, yes, after I was bitched about the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You should have done better ropes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, from what I was remember, that was uh, from their first E three presentation. Yeah, and uh, he wrote in saying that yeah, those those ropes were like a bit of a a last minute sort of thing to go in, so that might be why they were looking. Yeah, I don't know, weird. Um, possible. Um, regardless, okay. I remember seeing a uh, like a company Gorilla Studios overview type yeah. video. It was on YouTube somewhere, and they were talking about how a lot of that art 
is 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 made out of their studio, and and the guys in studio, you know, oversee all that kind of stuff. Uh huh. Um. So I I wonder if a lot of that lip syncing was outsourced, and maybe the right. people that that saw and checked off on it maybe maybe didn't have the ability to correct it. Mm. They were just dialogue people, maybe. Yeah, it could, it could be. It could also just be that, like, for a game of, of a huge scale uh, with a specific deadline, and I suspect that this deadline was chosen in part to compete with uh, Nintendo Switch and Zelda. Yeah, it probably did. Smart, probably yeah. Did. Um, even though I, so I, I talked to Jonathan about this briefly as well. He thinks no. No? He, th- he thinks that there is probably no... It's just a coincidence that yeah. they happen to come out <laughs> at yeah, the well, same time. Yeah, I, I think he, I, he... Now, he obviously, he also runs a business, so he yeah. probably knows better than I do. But his, his instinct is you, you try to not compete with people. Yeah, for sure. But my, my, th- my feeling is um, if you are competing for people's limited money, mm-hmm. um, trying to buy a Switch and a game is a lot harder than just trying to buy mm-hmm. a game. Um, and so... Uh, Trying to Sony trying to minimize the like Switch install base by launching a must-have game or whatever mm-hmm. seems seems totally reasonable to me. I don't. I, I think like I mean I I don't I don't you know know Jonathan's thinking on it, but he's like he might be thinking of it as a person that runs a gaming company, and as a yeah. gaming company, you don't really want to compete yeah. with other. But as a massive publishing thing like Sony, yes, are they all? I I'm pretty sure they're all about. Like trying like, to aggressively grab market yeah, share, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, Guerrilla Games probably were like, "Man, we don't really want to compete with the Switch, but oh, damn it, Sony yeah, PlayStation's has... really pushing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really pushing so, us to do this." But but that that tight deadline means you know making sure that you don't have show breaking bugs versus making sure that your lip syncs look good. Like you gotta, mm. if oh, you're dude. gonna choose one, you gotta go with with the things that are gonna actually cause. I mean, real it is it is kind of a minor thing. Problems. Like I. I you know, you, you were complaining about uh, lip syncing in The Witcher, and I never really had a problem with it. I know, dude. The these, these are really nitpicking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, the things I pay attention to for, I, it's interesting for me because, mm-hmm. I, well, I, I do a lot of this. Yeah. I, I, I like looking at Well, it's it's a good way to gauge how video games are ranked yeah, for me. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, Uncharted's lip syncing is fantastic, right? Yeah. In, yeah. in certain cases, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other ones. That scene on the couch, man. I oh, watched yeah. that. Uh, a couple of times it's like this is this is this is some real stuff like yeah, if I, I, <laughs> dude, I want to talk about that game a little more Uncharted uh, yeah I, I might do it I, I want to combine a whole bunch of stuff yeah oh, man, I think cool. I'm I'm doubling down on this um, G- NZ GDC talk oh yeah I'm preparing for it yeah so I'm just going to talk it. about Uncharted um, <laughs> gotta, yeah, yeah. which you did not work on <laughs> <laughs> no but um, yeah there are reasons um, but, but I'm, is, I'm fully sidetracked. Is 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 that a, then a sign that the game is actually really good if you're picking on these like little things instead of like you know something massive that oh this is a game breaking piece of shit or sure, something? Sure, you know? yeah, it, they they are really good now. Man. Yeah, um, but they take huge amounts of resources. They yeah. build from previous tech. It's it's only gonna get better. Yeah, it's part of what makes Zelda such an interesting example is that I don't know that they were building from previous tech because. Zelda games have done open world stuff before. Like Hyrule Field and Ocarina of Time was one of the earliest like mass appeal open world things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just took that and scaled it up, right? They just went times a thousand <laughs> and then they got a game. And call it, yep, call it a day. Yep. They, they just cut and paste Hyrule Field. Yeah. And that's why they keep Boom. I keep running into Opona. Um that 
it's 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 like um it's amazing to me how divergent from the normal series breath of the wild is um they zelda has established or at least popularized a lot of things that we take for granted in games things like um rupees rupees hearts <laughs> hearts from hearts from enemies like picking up health from enemies mm-hmm. that's such a, a classic game trope and hearts as the thing that you pick up like the thing that you pick up is the, also the thing that your is your resource mm-hmm. like that's such a classic trope the like um get an item progress further trope is a really classic one and they've done away with so many of these you don't pick up hearts from enemies you don't even pick up rupees from most enemies the only enemies that drop rupees are humans um so you're killing humans. You're, you are. You are. I've killed several humans. Whoa! <laughs> they are. Who's the of, Ganon now? Ooh. Well, these these people were followers of Ganon. So oh it's well, fine. it's fine then. Yeah, totally fine. fine. They didn't have wives or children or anything, right? No, they were probably terrible. They're definitely <laughs> terrible people. Um, but they they did away with so many things and like put some really risky things in in that game, and it's totally worked. Like the weapon system that I mentioned before, um. Giving someone that that system and saying, you know what, any item you pick up is only going to be temporary and it's going to break and you're going to have to find something new. That is such a big risk. Mm. It's also a system that doesn't pop up. And I can't think of another game that has that. It's shooters sort of have it like Halo sort of has that where you have you can only hold two guns. And when a gun runs out, you probably want to swap to a new gun. Um, It's so functionally the durability system is very similar to an, an ammo system. Yeah, good point. But you can't you can't restore ammo. In, in this Zelda game, like you you can't because you can't fix your weapon, mm. you have to be very careful if you want this weapon to stick around. Very careful how you use it. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I was I didn't know how I was going to feel either, but it means that every fight, I feel like I'm being clever and resourceful. Right. Um, like if my weapon breaks and uh and I don't want to like switch to another weapon, I I I like start throwing bombs and like trying to lead the enemy into traps mm. and like throwing boulders at them and then chopping down trees, hoping for a tree branch or something like that, you know, like, um, or, or like knocking them down and taking their weapon and using it mm-hmm. against them. Do you feel, do you feel like if you are forced to use your good sword and, and kill these like weak guys that even though you beat them, it's a failure because you were forced to use your, your best weapon and it's, it's ticked down a bit in durability because of it. Um, I, I don't feel like it, I've, it's a failure because, but the, is, it a, is it a that, hollow victory? Well, yeah, it's more like, um, well, that wasn't. Th- this is the min maxer in me. Like, yeah, I, that wasn't super efficient. Yeah, right. Um, but I also know, like, well, this I know that this weapon is like any of the other ones is strictly temporary, mm. and um, I also know that there are many more weapons to be found. Um, and it's got this sort of ARPG element of like, when you find a great item, you feel really excited. Mm. And because those items are only temporary, um, that excitement doesn't go away. Hmm. Um, when you find like, and, and it's fine to find bad weapons as well because yeah. they have their own use. Taking on like lower tier enemies with bad weapons feels fine. So oh, there was a there was a an episode not too long ago where Severn talked about holding on to, I think rocket launchers, mm-hmm. in uh, what, Doom or something. Yeah, any first person. Yeah, in any first person shooter, and never using them because mm. they they felt like a precious thing. Yeah. Right? You're Are like, you? Well, I have four rockets do you or ever feel like that in Zelda, where you're like, I've got this, <laughs> I've got the flaming sword of death, but oh, I better save it for a special occasion, yeah. and then that special occasion never happens because you never want to use it. You never um, want to. Like, I have a little bit of that, 
like so right now I'm carrying around a a great thunder blade. Yeah. Um, which is like a, a sword that glows yellow, and while it's glowing yellow, if I hit something, it, it electrocutes them. Wow. And then it stops glowing yellow. How many times have you used it? Up. Well, I found a few of them. Ah. So I actually got to like blow through a few of them. Oh, that's cool. Um, and that sort of helped me like not save these things. But I also know that like I've encountered enemies that had huge life pools, and if I don't have high damage good durability weapons, I can't kill them very easily. Mm. And um, so it's more like um, I'm picking and choosing where to use the weapons that I'm saving. Mm. I've got these, I've got some, right now I've got some very, very good weapons. Um, and I fully expect to use them against very tough enemies. Yeah. And then I've got some like medium and low tier weapons that I use in other encounters because like it, that feels fine. It's fine. Like I don't feel bad using a low tier weapon on a, on a low tier enemy because mm -hmm. I'm dispatching with the enemy and, and there's tons of low tier weapons. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it, I, I don't ever feel like, Oh, this is too precious, precious. And in fact, the way you restore life in that game is similar to like Morrowind or, you know, like an elder scrolls game where you, you eat an item yep. or whatever. Um, you, you cook some food and you eat it and that's how you restore your life. And in, in the same way that like in, in the elder scrolls games, you, you go to your, you open up your menu and you shove a bunch of food yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. character's face yep. in a split second, and then you're fine. Yeah, um, same deal. Um, and they can also provide like stat boosts, like defensive boosts or speed boosts. And you can only ever have one of these boosts active at a time, which means that there's part of me that wants to save them, but part of me also knows um, I can cycle through these quite quickly. I can find, I know where to find the resources to make more of these, mm. and because I can only have one of them active at any given time, they are all approximately of equal value. And so I don't feel like I have one super special elixir that I need to save yeah. or one amazing meal that, you know, I just use it when I need it and um, I get the job done and I feel good about it. I guess the uh, the key then is to, um, for, for that game, is ha have it so that n like everything is kind of readily like abundant, you know, like you're saying, and you know where to get ingredients yeah. for this. It's not like you spent three hours hunting down the ingredients for something and you've got it and you can only use it like once right you know and it's hard to get again so so i mean there are there are things that are rare and hard to get um but there there are like worse versions of those things all over the place like there, even within the cooking system and whatever yeah. the like the food system there are multiple tiers of of quality like mm. you've got your raw meat and then you've got your like prime raw meat and then you've got your um delicacy raw meat you know and and each of those restores a different amount of of life when mm. it's cooked and you've got like truffles and you've got big truffles and stuff like that so you've got different tiers within that so i might save the really valuable thing for a, a tough fight in the same way that i save a really good weapon for yep. a tough fight okay um, but i'll Use the low tier ones as needed when I feel like I just need I need that speed boost to get away mm. from this guy or I need that mm. extra stamina to climb this mountain or whatever it is you know, mm. um, so the the way that because all items have um, a short term value and the difference in value isn't huge I don't feel punished for not saving stuff. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. It's great. Let me ask you, Severn, mm -hmm. Horizon, mm -hmm. itemization in that game. Like I've seen, you you fight these like robot dinosaurs mm -hmm. thing, and and then you pick you pick up like 
machine parts? Do you know, like, what do you do with that sort of stuff? You put them towards arrows or... Right, okay. So it's it's like um, sort of similar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you... Like, is there is there food in that game? Uh, yeah, you pick... You pick herbs to heal yourself. Like, mm. Sort of like Resident Evil without the zombies. Okay. Yeah, uh, they're just bushes. Right. And they'll just be a generic restores health mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah, you can sell items by by them. Uh, I'm guessing it's similar to any role playing game, actually. Right. Um, I I get. Even though I haven't played The Witcher, I get I get like a very Witcher three vibe. Oh yeah. While playing this game, that's good. Plus robot dinosaurs. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. That's the one thing The Witcher was missing. <laughs> Robots, robot dinosaurs. Yeah. That's the expansion, though, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the expansion. expansion. She doesn't have two swords. Oh right. <laughs> Does she have any swords? Um, she's got like a stabby dagger thing. Okay. It's mostly bows, right? Uh, yeah, she's got a bow and she's got a melee type thing. Okay. With a spike on the end of it. Ooh, a stick with a nail in the end. Yeah, I think it is a spear. You're describing a spear. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a long thing, a long pointy thing. (laughs) That's just a big arrow, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. It's like a big arrow, but instead of like putting it in a bow, you like, you like poke it at an enemy. Yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't throw it or anything. Um, yeah. Oh, you can throw spears in Zelda. So good. You can throw everything in Zelda, can't you? Yeah. Except I, I, for, I can't throw leaves. Uh, I saw a cool thing, a uh, cool video where someone got a boomerang and they were like, oh, cool, I'm going to throw this boomerang. And they threw it. And as it came back, a button prompt came up to, to catch, catch it. it yep. And if you didn't catch it, it, it just, just sailed past. past you. And you're yep. like, oh, man, i got to go back and get it. Yeah. Enemies will also try and catch your boomerang. Yeah, we so. saw that video where an enemy caught it. I was yep. like, what? Yeah. Now I don't want to throw a boomerang in case the enemy catches it. The AI in that game is really interesting as well. You've got your dumb enemies who are who like you you throw a bomb at them and they just run past it and they blow it and you blow it up and they die. And then there are ones that will avoid the bomb. Hmm. Um they're a little smarter, you know. And then there are ones that will destroy the bomb while you're holding it. Oh god. And they'll be like you, they'll really go like it's, yeah. there's so it's so clever. Yeah, and you can That's tell cool. like which ones are hard or right. like smart and which ones are oh, and some of those enemies are terrifying um i was just i was showing some people the game yesterday and i was um running through a field on a horseback i just tamed this cute horse that and um the, the girls i was showing they were they called it ginger and we were riding through a field and then i came across this guardian which is these giant robotic spiders thing spider things and it locked onto me and so i was trying to weave in and out trying to avoid its laser beam and it shot my <laughs> my horse and i came flying off of it horse started to run away and i'm like still trying to dodge this yeah. laser beam because it's still pursuing me i try to get back on the horse we start running again and i'm almost out of range and it blasts the horse kills the horse oh, no. and like people are <laughs> now very sad and I, i'm still trying to evade this giant terrifying thing that i just know i can't kill that's cool it's it, it was exhilarating and terrifying and, and man ah oh, game's so good how, how do you know you can't kill it well, I, I, you can kill it. Mm. I just, I'm not. I didn't feel prepared for it. Okay. Um, I would have to close the gap. It in a big open field. There's not a lot of cover, mm. so I can't really like weave in and out of of line of sight. Okay. Um, I, I probably would waste a lot of my weapons trying to kill it. Mm. Um, and if I didn't manage to kill it, I don't know how I would necessarily do trying to restock my arsenal mm-hmm. at that point in time. Gotcha. So that's that sounds like. A uh, Horizons encounter, then you're like, oh, I don't, I'll waste more resources fighting this thing than I would get from it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They also, um, open world games, Skyrim is a good example. When you've 
when you when you've completed a dungeon, there's not really much of a reason to revisit that dungeon. And when you're walking around the world, mm-hmm. um, the way they deal with like empty world problems is there's just stuff that respawns. Right. And, and like sometimes you'll walk past a place and the bandit will come out and surprise you. Is that? I yeah I, I I understand that, but sometimes it annoys me where I'm like, yeah, I cleared out this bandit camp, but now I have to do it again. Yeah. And then again and then again, and I'm like, God. That's 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 a bummer of open world stuff is when yeah. stuff respawns like that. So um in Zelda, things stay empty until there's an event called the Blood Moon. Right. Where all of the monsters in the world respawn at the same time and you see it coming and you see it happening. Oh jeez. Um and you so, see this bloody moon rise? Yeah, like the moon rises and it's, it's is it the to moon, turn red. Is it the moon from uh what was it? Majora's, Majora's Mask? Mask? No. Oh. No, unfortunately not. Um but I think I thought that was a very interesting way of happening of, of handling it. Yeah. They really directly let the player know things have respawned. Be yeah. careful. So it's like part of the actual world is that stuff. Yeah. Like it's like a combination of like a bunch of games. I'm I'm getting I'm getting Zelda yep. peppered with a Monster Hunter. A little, yeah, a little bit Hunter. of Dark Souls. Seasoned there's, seasoned with a bit of Dark Souls. I've, I've yeah. heard comparisons to Dark Souls. There's obviously comparisons to Skyrim and there's comparisons to the Ubisoft open world games. Yeah. Um, there are these towers that you climb to reveal the map, mm. um, which is apparently an Ubisoft trope. like the, the crew. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like every open world game yeah. ever. But uh, <laughs> um, even the towers themselves have their own unique challenges. Every cha- every tower has a different challenge associated with climbing it. Mm. It's just so clever. They they take every opportunity to give the player something different to do. Well, what's cool is like I think Zelda's set a pretty high bar for gameplay right now for open world. Yes. It is and it is the highest bar at this point. I, I, I am think. hopeful that these future open world games will, will, will rise to that level. Yeah, rise well, to we'll, we'll incorporate some of this where they yes. find it, where they see necessary. And so, yeah, open worlds are going to get better. Mm-hmm. You're talking about damn it, Rockstars, The Witcher, <laughs> Rockstars, yeah, <laughs> the, the Red Dead. <laughs> yep, the Red Dead. <laughs> I actually, I'm very curious now that we know that there's a Red Dead game coming out. Mm. I'm very curious how that that is handled. In, in a post-Zelda world. You yeah. Know? Well, imagine Zelda, but the monsters poo. Oh, that, I'm that, on board. That's I love it. Game of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Trying to, do monsters poo in Zelda? I don't think they do. Mm. There's no poo in Zelda. I don't, I don't see any poo. I haven't seen any poo yet. Uh, have you activated a tower in Horizons yet? Not yet. I, you know what they are, I, though, I, right? I, yeah, it says zebra. Yeah. I mean, I, sorry, dude, giraffe-looking thing. I thought that was such a cool idea. Oh. Like it's it's <laughs> what so um you know in the in the trailers uh, it has those huge like uh, giraffe like, uh, like long neck dinosaur yeah the, the huge long neck yeah, like, yeah dinosaur and they've got guys. like a disc on the top of their yeah, feet. yeah yeah and you're like wow that's crazy cool those are the towers that you climb up to, to activate, activate to, to reveal the map. the map interesting and they're walking around it's so freaking cool <laughs> yeah that's I watched cool. a video where someone was like uh, crawling around some ruins. And then uh, they were up on this high wall, and one of those started walking by, and they just jumped onto onto it, climbed up. And I was like, "Whoa, you can climb up those things! Right. That's cool!" And then they went to the top and stabbed this thing in its head, mm-hmm. and it revealed the map. And I was like, "Oh my god, those are the towers!" Yeah, like that's neat. Yeah, it's cool. They were like walking all around the places. I'm curious if they also do the same, like if if they're like the everyone has a unique challenge. Maybe sort I don't of thing. know because that find discovering that for Zelda was was kind of a a game changer for me. Yeah, yeah. That even like the utilitarian sort of things can be challenges in their own right is, mm-hmm. is very cool to me. Good games, man. Man. Uh, it's a good time to play a, video games. It's been a good week. It is a good, it is a good week for video games. People are liking Legacy. Ah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. 
That's all I gotta say about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's not a huge amount of talk. You guys weren't involved in the Legacy no, League I at didn't all. Do anything? Um, I was heavily involved in like the implementation side of things mm. and a little bit of the design. Uh, I actually, for new you listeners, do you want to say exactly what Legacy is and what game it's related to? Sure. <laughs> if, if you're listening to this and you don't know what Legacy is. I want you to email us at frontseatquestions at gmail.com and find, tell me how you found us. Yep. Because that is weird. Dude, there's there's many ways now. We're getting new listeners. Really? Yep. Neat. I think. Also, uh, I for the new listeners, Google Sabaru Legacy. That's exactly what it is. It is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. What is that? that? Is, no, I used to Sabaru Legacy. <laughs> yeah, but you're talking about Path of Exile's Legacy Yeah, League. Path of Exile. We all work for Path of Exile. Uh, for Grinding Your Games, we work on Path of Exile. Mm-hmm. Legacy was the most recent challenge league mm-hmm. uh, that combined all previous leagues in an interesting way. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Zelda's better. <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> Apples it's, and oranges. It's very, very different. There are some interesting ARPG elements in Zelda, though, which I, I was not expecting. But man, Zelda! If you, if you, <laughs> if I'm, I'm so in love with this game. I, I, I don't know if it's obvious yet. <laughs> oh, another, another thing that bums me out about Horizon is, um, man, th- there's like tall grass, right? Yep. And you can hide in it. It's yep. like a thing. You don't want to be visible to animals and robots and stuff. Yep. Um, but when you're just walking around in the world, like. Grass doesn't oh, move out of the no. way. Yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm, well, even even the tall grass. No, no, the tall grass does. Uh, yeah. and that's the only grass that moves. But yeah, every other kind of like foliage. Yeah. does not. That's the thing with The Witcher as well. Only tall grass moves. Interesting. <sighs> I have, I should have a look at Zelda. I know that you can cut down pretty much any length of grass. Mm. Um, some of it's very tall, and some of it's very short, and you can still cut it down. Um, I don't know if it. If what, it what do you do with the grass? Um. The, there's no direct reason to do it, but uh, sometimes when you do cut down grass, you can reveal like the insects or, or critters living in, in the grass, so can, cool. and then you can catch crickets or whatever. Mm. Yeah, uh, one of uh, one of our uh, workmates uh, was complaining that he spent like quite a long time trying to hunt down a cricket <laughs> that he could hear, <laughs> that he yeah. could hear. Um, and he, yeah, I think he, I, I, he may be right that like maybe there is directional sound that isn't associated with it. It with could the just be monster, regular but. cricket sounds, not oh, just like in the world. Yeah, just in, regular in real world life. cricket sounds, not <laughs> yeah. like associated with this one particular cricket. That yeah, you there can are catch. cicadas out now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I actually think it's possible that he was hearing the cricket in the grass and didn't cut down the grass or whatever. Right, but I don't. I don't know. know. He made sure. it sound like there was no grass around to cut down. Yeah. I would be surprised if there was no grass to cut down. I don't. You don't really hear crickets in like snowy areas, for example, okay. or desert areas. Oh There's man, desert areas. Yeah. Oh, well, I actually, I actually saw a little bit of that. The, oh, some of the desert. They w- do with some. The, wait, what is it? A seal? A freaking? Oh, so the the sand seals. I think yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. What the? Yeah. You, what? If, you, if you sneak up on the sand seal, which looks like a walrus, not a seal. Mm-hmm. What's happening, Nintendo? Come on. <laughs> um, you can like lasso them and then like. Uh, they'll start like running away from you, and yep. so you'll you'll be like, sort of, ghost riding the whip, as it were. Oh my god! <laughs> For a sand seal, you'll be like being towed around in the sand. Wait, are you on are you surfing on your shield? Doing I don't doing even that? think you're she- surfing on your shield. I think you're just getting just be, dragged. Yeah, just getting dragged through the sand. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> it's, it's 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 pretty fun. Um, <laughs> they they also do these interesting like limitation things where you if you climb too high, it gets cold. Right, you know, that's cool, and and so your character gets too cold, mm. and you start like taking damage. But if you put on like some warmer clothes, or if you eat something that warms you up, mm. 
you can then last in the cold areas for a while. Mm. Same thing with for hot areas. The desert is very interesting because it it swings between both cold and hot. Oh right, at night. It's yeah, cold. at night it gets yep. too cold, and in the daytime it gets too hot, yep. which is Ooh. very interesting. You know, mm. jeez. Uh, what happens if if you're at like the top of the mountain? Yeah, with snow. And then you start cooking food. Does, does like the snow start parting? Does it wear away? Oh yeah, um, can I, you melt you know snow? What? I haven't. I haven't tried lighting a fire in any snowy areas. Mm. I do know that if you're carrying a torch, or if you do light a fire in snowy areas, uh, you can warm yourself up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is like a reason to do that, but I, I don't know if graphically anything changes. Yeah, I do know you can like freeze foods and stuff. That's cool. And you can also like accidentally cook foods and stuff. You can, you can if you cook something that's already been cooked, it just burns up. Oh yeah, no, we, we saw it in that clip just before. You kill one of those. What is it? A cow oh, you, yeah, with you, a with a flaming mallet. Killed a, <laughs> a bull with a uh, meteor rod and and cooked some prime. Yeah, he had some meat. seared steak. Yeah, <laughs> yum. Three steaks popped out of it. Yep. Yep. I think maybe it's just two, but yeah. Uh, wow, well, doesn't matter. I love video games, man. <laughs> video games are great. <laughs> video games are great. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you, we, we, I think we actually might be out of time. Um, yeah. yeah, we we probably are. Um, <laughs> it's a shame because I could talk about Zelda for hours more. <laughs> uh, dude, if you've like, been playing Zelda, email us frenziequestions@gmail.com. What was that, Blake? I was just gonna say, like you, like both of you guys, just made me want to play these games like so much. Like I'm getting a PlayStation yeah, yeah. in a couple Blake, of days Blake's, for it. On the next episode, Blake will have some stuff to say. Yep. he's he's moving into the the console. I'm becoming yep. a real gamer. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, if you're strictly looking for like a good value proposition the playstation 4 is probably the better way to go right now but rather than only, nintendo switch yeah for sure mm. well the, the way i figure it is that playstation 4 has got so many like exclusives yeah. now which is is what i'm for uh maybe i'll get a switch someday when there's more exclusives up that i want to play yeah the mario game that comes out that mario game Odyssey, does look Odyssey, that looks like yeah it'll have some pretty but i need i need stuff. i need more than two come on yeah give me give me a real mario reason. And then Smash Bros. Will come I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Mario Kart 64 man. Oh, I'll always shit. be. Yep. yep. All right. Battle. For, for yep, the battle. recent ones have been very good, though. I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, I think I might have one of them. Yeah. We bought our. We got a Wii U. Did you, dude? The thing I didn't like about Mario Kart on the Wii is um, you got the stupid motion control steering wheel. Yeah. I hate it. Yep. I hate yeah, it so use much. Use the damn Pro controller. Or yeah. Whatever yeah. Called. That's that's the way it because, should be. Y- yeah. You you just can't steer straight. Yeah, you know your arms just get fatigued. Dude, I I remember I remember playing it at like uh, was it Rush Digital actually, and they had one of those, and because uh, you put the Wii Mote inside, so mm. it's got the uh, the D pad there. Mm. Every I, every time we started, I would press the D pad to move left and right, even though I'm holding the steering <laughs> wheel. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's silly. Motion can uh, to rant on about Zelda one more time. Oh boy. The what Nintendo has learned about motion controls is very clear in Zelda. Uh, it, they use it uh, very subtly. Yep. You can like you take out your bow and you aim with the stick, but then you can also fine tune that aiming with the with the movement. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it's it feels very natural and and um and and you know it's about as close to like a mouse style it, aiming system as you can get. It I mean, sounds like a real refinement. Like, yeah. Like it started off, you know, in the Wii, big flailing movements, yeah. and now it's this very refined, now, subtle, like, yeah. just move a little bit. Used to, for fine-tuning yeah, rather yeah. than Yeah, but the, compliments the, the controller. Yeah. Um, rather than freaking bees the controller. Yeah, bees exactly. the controller. Your body is the controller. <laughs> exactly. Um, the, there are other ones, like, the, there's some marble puzzles where you're tilting a thing, and and the best way to control it is obviously... T- tell you what, controller. Uh, Nintendo, if you're listening... 
I want to be able to cook in Zelda and use my Wiimote as, oh, a, fry, as a fry pan handle. And I want to just start flipping. You want to flip it? I want to flip steaks this way. Damn it. That's actually cool. <laughs> yeah, buddy. That's going to result in so that. many tossed controllers. Yep. You have like, to actually, yeah. the controller has to leave your hand. Switch. Yep. I'm making especially. pancakes. <laughs> You're holding the switch screen. You just toss it in there. Ugh. Oh, There's, um... The PlayStation, PlayStation controller has some movement stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got an accelerometer. It's really handy when you're um, inputting text or whatever. I had to like re log in. Yeah. And it's really nice to do that instead of having to tap on the Oh, right. Oh, that's cool. What, I don't understand. What, how, do you, how do you input text on an on a accelerometer? You're, you're tilting between the letters? You're, you're tilting, and then d- depending on the amount of tilt, it will drive a uh, cursor on the screen. Ah, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, mm. nice. That is cool. Yeah, I I like where motion controls are at least going. Yeah, um, which is more to like subtle utility mm. rather than like the thing that you that the game is about, um, which I think is mm. the correct way to go. Yeah, I haven't even found a use for it in Horizon, and it's better stay that way. <laughs> better <laughs> stay that way. I think. <laughs> well, if if it were like what aiming, if there's well, okay, what if in Horizon they're like, all right, now you gotta uh, cook some pancakes. Oh shit! Start moving your controller around. Oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I wouldn't like that. <laughs> Are there pancakes in Horizon? No, it's just those herbs. There might be pancakes in Zelda. I haven't figured it out yet. There's so many recipes. Ugh. There was um, something cool in Horizons that uh, Ryan. Uh, was talking about where um, he was hunting those crab guys. Like he told he told you about this as well. But he was hunting those crab guys that uh, I think were in one of the E three demos, and he shot one of its containers off. But then he also around the same time uh, at the same time got attacked by these little raptor dudes. So he yeah. he sort of like went and scrapped them and and like you know the the fight took him away from the crab guys. Yeah. Then when he dealt with them, he came back to get the get the loot that had had fallen off and it was gone mm-hmm. and he was like oh this this game it must despawn that sucks right. that's lame and then he 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 looks over and he sees that same crab guy had grabbed the container with one of his one of its little crab with its crab claws yeah and was like holding it it on its back and trying to like (laughs) shuffle away at the same time i was like oh "Oh, dude it it just it just grabbed its like container back and is trying to run away (laughs) (laughs) it's great and then he murdered it yeah then he murdered it And All he right. said he said it was trying to fight him at the same time as holding this container, so it was at a disadvantage. Jeez. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. I'm All looking right. forward to this game. Yeah. And, and I'm looking forward to Zelda. I, I, I want to see it next time we do a podcast. Yep. Um, but in the meantime, if you've got any questions, we, we didn't answer any today, unfortunately. Um, we've got a, a, we're a growing backlog of questions. Sorry, guys, but games. Games got in the way this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will answer some next week for sure. So tweet your questions to us at FrontSeatCast or you can email us FrontSeatQuestions at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash FrontSeatCast. FrontSeatGamer.wordpress.com is our website. And uh, also we have a YouTube channel that Blake's been putting bites on. Putting some bites. Some bits some and bites, some bites. Bits, some bits and yep. bites. The, um, um, the pizza debate has been up and putting those up. Yeah. Those. Well, you know what? Anybody who says it's not warm is wrong. Which is like a lot of people. Yeah, well, they're says wrong. That it's it's better. Actually, the funny thing I notice is that people that because uh, because people have actually written in since uh-huh. putting those up, uh, who who say about uh, how they're a reheating person. Yeah. Every person that's written in has a different method of reheating. Yeah. I find that really fascinating. That is interesting. If you've got a method for reheating, yeah. 
tweet it to us. Um, uh, we also you can rate us on iTunes. That would be cool. I don't know what it does. Do it. Do it. It's what other podcasts say to do. <laughs> people and people we say be rate like us them. on iTunes, and we we want to be those people too. Yep. So, um, and uh, you can check out uh, hashtag AGPN on Twitter uh, to see the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network that we are a part of. Um, they've also got a Facebook page, AGPN Network. Yeah. Is there a group one? It's supposed to be getting a website at some point, but I don't know. I don't know when. Cool. And yeah. also, if if you're playing one of these games, tell us what you like about them. Absolutely, we do. Like, man, tell me the coolest thing you. If you're playing Zelda, tell me the coolest thing you found because I've found some really cool stuff, and I mm. I want to talk to someone. There's so few people to talk to about Zelda, and I'm like, I think a lot of hasn't, hasn't a lot of people at work been playing Zelda. Mike has. Jonathan got it on my recommendation. Yeah. Uh, what what, what did he not, think of it? Uh, he hadn't played a lot of it, but he uh, was having a good time. Okay. Yeah, I talked to him about it. Two days ago, he mm. said he's enjoying it, and so, then I and then I counted with a that that art man. Yep. And and then Severn's we wrong. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back in a couple weeks <laughs> to talk about how wrong Severn is about the graphics. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Yep. Shall we get started? Uh, I can do. Yeah. God damn it! Uh, I, uh, I've got to. No, right. I'm. I'm gonna try and not get emotional in this fucking thing. I, it's interesting I want, that you got. <clears throat> I want the most emotional, emotional cast you want ever. Fucking emotion. Why? Why don't you want to get emotional? I want, uh, oh no! Sorry. I, I. I get heated and excited and stuff. Sure. I start well, saying fine. dumb shit. That's what the listeners want, man. Yeah. But the question is, like, <laughs> talking about slaves, we're slave to the listener. <laughs> You're very passionate about how much you dislike Nintendo at this point, mm. which is interesting to me because it seems like they, you know, they had a shitty console generation. Like the Wii U was bad. I think two. Oh, it, yeah, it's it's approaching three, three shitty consoles. So the Wii is like was one of the most profitable consoles in history. Yeah, okay. but it didn't have it didn't have the how games that, that, no, that actual third, gamers it wanted. Didn't. It didn't. It had but games that. Should mums, we just go right into this podcast? <laughs> well, I mean, this isn't really what the podcast is going to be about, though, right? We're talking about the games, isn't it? Uh, well, I can't. I <laughs> we're right. going out live. I, I can't, we can start it now if you want. And I can can't rag on like Zelda's looks garbage, but it, the gameplay looks cool. It doesn't look garbage either. Like it's, it it has like actual technical issues in terms of like they can't make it like the lower poly models, lower resolution textures, lower resolution screen, whatever. But like the art style is gorgeous. The world itself is gorgeous. Like the characters and animations are all great. Like him falling down those rocks is visceral because he's not just ragdolling, you know? I think it really is a game that knows its limitations and has designed around that. You yeah. know? Even even it's, then it still runs even... up against some of its limitations. You get frame rate issues in towns and stuff. We can talk yeah. about it. Anyway, let's get started, shall we? Yeah, let's do it, man. Um, and I, I encourage you to just say what's on your mind. But I will crush you with my mind vice. I, I know you will, Nick. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. Um, all right. Ready? Mind vice. Yeah, it's from 30 Rock. Let's do it. Oh, shit. Um, she. She. <laughs>